Well, let's introduce our guest. Who we got here today, Matt? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, wait, were you just going to start with that? It's <laughs> the Doc and Joe okay. Hills podcast. It's Doc. Yeah, hey. we should rename the podcast. For this week. Yeah. It's the Hi, Doc, Doc and Joe Hills podcast. Hi, Joe. How's it going? From his, from his own home. His own, he owns his own land. Do you own your land? Is that a thing y'all do in Germany? No, do you man. get to own your land in Germany? No, man. Stuff here is expensive. You can buy. <laughs> but you can uh, buy it, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know how your yeah. infrastructure of your country is set up. I'm ignorant in that regard. Like, because there's some countries you can't own your land. You just rent it for like the period that you live, and then it goes back to the country, right? What? No, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. That is I'm not, not saying a Germany thing. is that thing, but that is a thing. Like maybe Sweden. There's some fucking country no you can't own the land. Fucking way. Okay, this is Google. I think that might be true for no. foreigners. And there are certain countries where if you're a foreigner, you can only lease land for 99 years. Yeah, but there you, is, for example, I'm pretty sure a citizens case. can own land. Oh my god, you're right. There is, for example, a case in Denmark. Um, there, uh, for example, it's the European Union and normally there is not a big issue buying land in European Union, but um, as a German, there is limited uh, plots available in, in certain regions. So, for example, you know, very nice places out on the ocean or what, and they have nice coastlines there, there you cannot really buy. Um, I, I'm not really super familiar with it, I just read it like years ago chance somewhere that there was an issue like German expats being pissed they cannot buy land or something I don't know it looks like in Vietnam Vietnam all land is owned collectively Hmm. I'm surprised is this why we went to war because we couldn't buy out the land we were trying to buy Vietnam (laughs) I think at the time we actually did own a lot of Vietnam that was part of that we didn't want this to happen I mean there there were American companies that had interests there I know so little about the I Vietnam War. I don't know anything so wait, about the Vietnam War. Before we get too deep into anything, the reason why oh, I, I invited both of you guys on is you both uh, you both have political backgrounds. So like, what's y'all's background? Why why are you both why are you both more than a Minecraft player? Well, Joe, go ahead. You have political backgrounds. Sure. Well, yeah. the docs is going to outshine mine drastically, so I'll go ahead and then get out shown. Um, so, uh, well, for one thing, because I am a citizen in a democracy, and I feel like most people who have the ability to vote probably generally should, and if you're going to do that, you should be aware of the things impacting you and the people around you. Um, specifically, though, I do have a degree in American history from Vanderbilt University, and um, I studied uh, actually under some folks who had done uh, civil rights work. Um, so uh, specifically uh, the Reverend uh, James Lawson, uh, who had uh, been involved with the uh, sit-ins in Nashville. He was so effective at this. He was actually a student at Vanderbilt at the time, and they kicked him out because they thought he was being too disruptive, basically. And then they brought him back to be a professor decades later because they were like, That's funny. okay, well, you did a good job, it turns out. We just didn't really understand what was going on at the time. <laughs> Can you try That's to funny. fix it with us by, like, helping teach people? And I was one of those people. Were you – you're in Nashville right now. I am still in Nashville, yes. Were you born – were you just everything Nashville? Because Vanderbilt's in Nashville. Vanderbilt <laughs> is in Nashville. Uh, did you no, – before living- is everything Nashville? No, no, no. Um, I moved to Nashville to attend Vanderbilt in 2004. Mm. 
Uh, before that, I was in Tullahoma, Tennessee. My parents are actually from New Jersey, so I've resided there briefly as an infant. Um, I don't have much to say about that because I couldn't talk yet or really perceive or form long-term memories. But uh, <laughs> I hear it's great. I've heard of it. You have a you have a, a New Jersey accent kind no. of that you that you that have, right, Joe? If I'm not careful, I'll say both because my mom always says both with a nail. Bolt both. What the hell? Is that? That's not even a word. <laughs> you like both that you get in the car. Oh, both. Okay. okay. <laughs> we're trying yeah, to figure like out what we're supposed to be. I play on the Hermitcraft server, and we're invited to be on the Mindcraft podcast. Both. Both. Like a bowl. Uh, I used to go to the, That's how the, you both get there. I used to go to the beach in New Jersey every year. It's good shit. I love New Jersey. They've never. Been. You're the only person that's ever said good things about New Jersey. Okay, Southern New Jersey's great. There's a boardwalk. It's the beach. It's fantastic. It's awesome. Yeah, dude. All right. It's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I have been to the boardwalk when I was visiting my grandparents as a child, and yeah, it seemed pretty good. Good. Yeah, Do you guys like have a... boardwalks where you are? Uh, in the Monopoly game. We have piers. Uh, no, yeah, the beach, yeah. You know, like basically the part of like Myrtle Beach that used to be uh, mostly like a party town is now trying to be family oriented. So they call it a boardwalk. I don't know what the fuck that means, though. Is that just like a sidewalk beside the beach? Is that the definition of boardwalk? <laughs> OK, I, so I, I think a boardwalk is like Coney Island boardwalk like that. See, I don't know what Coney Island is. Yeah, In yeah, my yeah. mind, Coney okay. Island is like a damn circus. Basically, yeah, because I've never seen it, so I just imagined <laughs> this vision of Coney Island in my head that doesn't exist. Well, imagine hey, like I, a I bunch of restaurants and bars and attractions, <laughs> like a lot. Right. Of course, you with, do, Doc. Like, so the boardwalk is like <laughs> this kind of that. commercial entertainment district that's right near the beach. Board you got walk. the wind and the salt air. Okay. Uh, All right. So just it does it just basically a group of businesses <laughs> beside the beach that you can That's walk a, past. But it's a boardwalk, like, like a traditional boardwalk. You're walking on wood. Like it's a it's a yeah. boardwalk. A uh, boardwalk. So there's so there's no cars. I never got that. Like it's, it's a pedestrian experience by the sea with easy access to alcohol, food, and entertainment. See, they removed the alcohol part at Myrtle Beach because Myrtle that Beach family. has kind oh. of a boardwalk. I guess it's more of like a concrete walk. <laughs> well, that's what the thing is. It's a concrete thing, right? So yeah. I saw that was okay. the, But it's not really the same thing. Like Santa Monica Pier, no. like where yeah, there's, there's rides and attractions and all that kind of stuff. That's right. Boardwalk. Not okay. Miami. Yeah, no, and I knew Doc was going to say Miami. Ever since Doc took that trip down to Miami, he's got this – Doc's vision of America in terms of it's visiting America, Miami. It's, it's, it is very skewed because he's only going to like these convention cities and then like Miami. That's not true. That's not That's true. So I've, true. I've traveled all around the United States. I've drove down the whole West Coast. I've been to New York. I've been to New Jersey even. Where personally, did you go to in Before 9-11 even. Oh, okay. That oh, was this is a family thing. thing. Yeah, that was when he was our age. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> when I was younger. <laughs> no, I've seen, so, I've seen, like I've seen the countryside too. What? Fanny Were pack? you like the no, tourist with the fanny pack? Hell no, no man. About? I was already okay. cool. I was wearing a short of fanny uh, I, I, I see Doc in my vision. This is Doc. He's wearing like a fucking Michael Jordan jersey, basketball Hell shorts, yeah. right. the cool, Hell like yeah. the newest fucking Nikes, and a fanny pack. 
No, no fanny pack, but there's actually exactly a photo like that of me in front of, um, you know, uh, down at the 9-11 site. I'm um, standing there in front of the World Trade Center. Where in Jordan's? Up. Exact in Jordan's and the Michael Jordan uniform. Exactly no like way. we just described. <laughs> yes, you come to America exists. and just wear no America way. gear? Is that like? Yeah. <laughs> no, but when, when he you comes go, here, when he you, goes, he has to go to a mall every time. Every time yeah. I've ever been with when, Doc when, in when, the United States, he's like, wait, when are we going to the mall? Oh, yeah, that's sports true, gear, you know, Sports gear is uh, way more cheap over there in the United States than like here in Europe. So whenever I go, I buy baseball hats, uh, sneakers, and that's it. You were buying like jeans or something. Karin, some, some Karin needed leg wear. Last year? Karin needed some jeans. Yeah, last time I was. I haven't been to the United it, States in two years. I'm pro no, since Trump is got elected, I'm not going. Wait, you I'm didn't protesting. come last year? No. No. Oh, for some reason I thought you were here last year. I guess no, not. I, I was there in spirit. I was I joined the UHC remotely. Right. Hmm. Yeah. No, but I mean, yeah, uh, the server I mean, was hosted I mean, in the United States. You still joined the UHC? Hey. Wow. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I mean, uh, Extra Life United. You weren't at United last no, year? No, obviously that's. Yeah, no, obviously that's no, a bit yeah, of an exaggeration. That was the first one he missed, I think. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, now obviously that was not really related now with the political situation in the United States. I mean, obviously there's always a distinction between the, the people and uh, friends you have and the political situation. At least that's how I see yeah. it. So, yeah. What do you think? You remember those? Um, remember those two ladies from uh, what was it Speedway? Uh, the gas station company that, that you hung out with for like the whole oh, time yeah, <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> it was fascinating to me because those were exactly the prototype of people you as a European always wonder about, you know, and it was, she, yeah, she was very, very strict with um, going to church and certain morals. She loved her guns, uh, you know, very conservative. But on the other hand, in the evening, she was the one twerking on the, in Disneyland, really. I remind you, yep. uh, trucking on the in the bar and stealing all my cigarettes. So man, your European <laughs> cigarettes are so amazing. Can you roll me another one? And I said, "Come on, man! I only get so much tobacco with me. I can't like." Yeah. So do you that still do that? Just carry around a bag. That's yeah. that's like the thing. That's the European thing. I swear. I, I think I think <laughs> it's not an American thing because what do you mean it's the of European? marijuana. I've only laws. ever seen like Doc do it. No, everyone I know in Europe that smokes is like got like basically a bag of pot, but it's just tobacco and they pull out their like I swear you can't if you buy rolling papers in America, everyone knows you're smoking pot. No one's yeah. no one's rolling tobacco. You're the well, only Well that's like, that's a I, paraphernalia I, charge right there. Yeah, Nobody basically yeah, yeah, yeah. you get pulled over and you have a bag of like zigzags or whatever, you're where's the pot? Like, the fuck is well, a zigzag? I'm just smoking. What do you yeah, mean what's well, a zigzag? I'm 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 pretty I'm, sure it's the number I'm, one brand of. Did I'm, you never smoke pot in your I'm life? Zigged and z no. What? And he's from Are Seattle, like, Washington. You know, I'm not from <laughs> Seattle. Come on, illegally. Zigzag Cafe. That's a cafe in That's Seattle. Not what we're talking about. Oh, good. It's probably where you can. It's probably a. It's filtered cafe, man. And, Papers, but yeah. Oh, Zigzag is a brand of rolling papers. Yeah, oh, I, see. Okay. I think it's like yeah, the number yeah. one brand, though, right? I mean, it's the second thing when I search Zigzag on Google. Well, just well, right now, Zigzag. There's plenty of brands here. I don't know. It depends where you're at. Um, um, anyways, we, we, yeah, we skipped Doc's background. Doc, why, how did you become more than a YouTuber? 
<laughs> well, I'm old, you know, and then obviously you did some stuff in your life already, no, but I um, also have a degree in politics and also publicized in that area a little bit. My main focus was healthcare. As long as I've known you, I only knew about your medical mm. background. You've never talked to me about your political background. You have background. a medical background? Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I just wanted to say. With a focus on medical, right? So medical uh, or health politics was my focus and specifically then wow, that's niche. Um, then yeah yeah uh, no, well no, not really in germany it's a big topic because actually we have a public healthcare system here you know what are you, <laughs> like, you, you implying i don't know what you're saying <laughs> right now <laughs> right right are you attacking my so, culture <laughs> no, 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 not at all. You know, if your yeah, culture but, lets a lot of people die, so, it's probably wrong. While I was playing basketball, I had a lot of time to, you know, learn some more things. And I used the time um, to also get some degrees in, the, in, in that time. So, What yeah. do you mean when you were playing basketball? Do you know nothing about Doc? Is this the first time you've met him? I mean, I don't know this part of him. I mean, I know do he plays play basketball. I play professional basketball. I yeah, I was. A, I could do this for roughly so 15 years or so, almost 20. I was earning some money with basketball, and obviously, playing basketball alone is not really. You know, you you want to learn some shit in your life. So, you know, Did first you play in the Olympics. I, uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I don't know. I was good enough. You know, it was not NBA good enough, but it was good enough to make a decent living and have enough free time to learn a bit. So, does Germany yeah. have the equivalent of an NBA? I guess yeah, yeah, there's a, the it's, it's called the BBL, BBL, basketball, What's BBL Bundesliga, basketball league. Oh, that's, you're not right. Yeah, you're speaking another language. That's right. I forget this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like BBL. What's happening in America? I mean, you know, there's a lot of American players here and stuff, but you know, level-wise, it's 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 like I don't know. All the US uh, NBA clubs have the second division uh, development yep. clubs or something. I would say it's about around that level. The top teams could maybe. Nah, nah. <laughs> it's way lower, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Huh. Yeah. Okay. But in European, in other European countries, Greece and so on, they have some decent teams. So, yeah. Whatever so you guys... Uh, but does Germany send its own team to the Olympics or is it like a whole European yeah, team? Yeah. No, okay. no, own. When it comes to sports, okay. everybody is on their own, pretty much. There's no European, you know, national gotcha. team or whatever. There's also European championships, you know, uh, of all kinds of sports, uh, football, or whatever, right? And then European countries compete against each other. What's in yeah. the uh, Amazon box? That is a uh, light for Twitch streaming. You're gonna stream? Are you? And have you streamed much? He does stream. Yeah, yeah, Matt yeah, knows, yeah, not, Matt yeah. knows nothing about you, dog. Listen, good, no, it doesn't gotta, matter. That's do you good. Understand? So you can have curious questions. How, how many times do you have to go over this shit? <laughs> no, no, Matt, Matt, Matt likes listen. to have this fucking guise of, listen, oh, if I don't know something, I'm just fucking I'm playing a character. I'm I know just playing he streams. a character that asks questions. Listen, there's no character in that. He plays no. basketball <laughs> professionally. All right, you didn't the, know here's that? A, no, here's what I know about Doc playing basketball, okay? 2014 or some shit. 13. Uh, there was a challenge. At Minecon, Orlando. Yeah, yeah, that that's a thing, and that's literally all I, I know about Doc and basketball. <laughs> that's yeah, all I know about Doc and basketball. That's my the extent yeah, of my well, knowledge. While I was uh, doing the YouTubing stuff, I already had stopped already, you know, um, quite for some time. So since that, never touched a wall again. Like Did you seriously. win? Did yeah, you win? Um, I played for, for example, Ratio Farm Ulm, and we won the German Championship with them. 
I, oh, I meant in um, Orlando. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the German championship is still pretty good, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, and then I spent some time in, you know, uh, got some degrees and I always was politically active. Um, that stems from, a, because my grandma and my grandparents had a super open, um, yeah, conversation style when it came to the crazy times in Germany, the Nazi times and whatnot. So politics was also like a big topic always uh, within my family. And um, also had some family members that were active in politics. There were mayors or so in some cities and stuff like that. So it kind of runs in the blood, I guess, a little bit. And as we, I always had an open discussion since I was a young kid, pretty much remember, you know, sleeping over at grandparents and then I'd be saying, hey, grandpa, tell me of the war also. And then he would tell the stories. Um, I would have to, his side and then the educated side of my grandma because she came from a very educated background and she was more, you know, ruling class even. So they were actively involved in quite some stuff that happened. And my grandfather came from a different side. He was a farmer, and just a simple soldier. So that really sparked an interest uh, always. How did it happen that Germany transitioned from a relatively peaceful nation? I mean, Europe was always quite, you know, war-torn into some really crazy place. <clears throat> That's why I always, always get triggered about, about the situations um, or things going on in the United States. Because the crucial thing I learned was it doesn't happen like this, that civil rights are getting taken away, that uh, like a more totalitarian government is established it took years that's what my grandma always explained to me small small incremental steps you know over a decade it took a decade or more 15 20 years to turn germany into this totalitarian craziness and that's why when i see some certain things you know i'm not comparing please like hitler was a special crazy motherfucker, right? Um, I'm comparing him to Trump, that's a bit far-fetched. But the tactics of discrediting news sources, causing a divide within us versus them, and all these small little things, you could talk about this for a long time, is very similar and shocking for me because it's shocking that it still works today with different means. You know, back then it was radio and cinemas. Today it's social media and other means. But the tactics are still the same. And now we want to talk about the civil rights movement stuff today and the Black Lives Matter situation and so on. You could see how this division uh, that Trump was sowing and this politics of division that is going on, not only from Trump on both sides, right? It's a really strong battle, like hate almost against uh, between the political um, yeah, camps, so to speak. And this division now pulled out, man, so, so much so that people even went ahead and freaking smashed everything, man, it's partially in pure anger and frustration and also mixed with idiots that obviously just wanted to go loot and have a good time. I guess that was also, you know, but chaos broke out pretty much, right, in a way. And that in my opinion, it's very similar to Germany too. My grandma told me about these protests that were going on, you know. The supporters of the more right-wing parties were literally clashing um, with uh, the more central uh, left-wing parties and fi fighting, you know, 
clashes on the street and military was also marching up and stuff like that. So this division that was created is quite similar. And that's why I really feel strongly uh, motivated to say something and speak up and at least, you know, like, hey, watch out. This stuff is sneaky. You know, it's not right. Yeah, happening how like do you, that. I don't know how well, we... I don't, I don't see the America unified again. Like, how do we become a unified... Were we ever even? Like, did we just live in under a guise that we were actually unified as a country? Because it, it never felt yeah, like we so were as divided that, as we are now. I, I'm right there with you. Because well, when, when Doc was saying um, that he's creating division, I don't think that we're dealing with... The Republican Party necessarily creating this division now all of a sudden. Like, where did this come from? You got to think about it like potential energy. Like if somebody puts a bucket on top of a door, it just takes a little nudge to have the whole thing come down. Yes. And centuries Not creating, of, I'm sorry, uh, catalyst, right? Like a catalyst, yeah, yeah. increasing it. Not He's not the sole reason for that. Of course not. I hope that was not, yeah, but thanks for correcting that, oh, Joe. That's no, right. but this, this, yeah. no, I, I'm not trying to nitpick. What I'm trying to say is there's actually something yeah. really no, important here. Is no, that, you have to be precise. Um, yeah. Well, like Hitler in particular, there were already pogroms in Europe. There was already anti-Jewish sentiment. Yes. And yes. nobody had taken the time to try to fix that because it just didn't seem that urgent. But then all yeah. of a sudden it was urgent. We have centuries mm -hmm. of oppression of Native people and African-Americans and just all of these institutions that were built during slavery that still persist in ways that are unfair to people based on the color of their skin. And it was just one of those things where it's like, ah, it's the 1950s. Things are pretty good. Why would we bother fixing this now? Uh, it's the 1980s. Everybody's making money. Why would we bother fixing this now? Uh, you know, we have a black president. Why would we bother fixing this now? The reason is because we still have this giant heavy thing on a doorway that somebody just has to push the door a little bit too far and it's just going to land on whoever's going through at the time. And yeah. until we find a way to structurally de-escalate this, to get that heavy burden that is just hanging over us safely down to the ground and resolve it, it's just going to take the right person in the wrong in the right place or the wrong person in the wrong place to just you know, make a giant mess of everything i can i can tell you how it worked in germany everything got burned down to the ground we got a new constitution mm -hmm. and we're really forced to face our wrongdoings that's how it worked in germany that now we have a safer system we also had more right-wing leaning parties flaring up you know we have racism going on on a daily basis here in germany too For our racism is not so much against let's say black people um, that is not such a thing but for example if you are turkish or uh, have a more uh, arabian immigration background you will face racism here in germany too Right, the, the generations of Turkish uh, foreign workers or immigrants, guest, guest workers, how they were called here in Germany, Gastarbeiter. So literally in the name it already says, hey, you're just a guest to work here, right? They came in the 50s, 60s too, uh, from, mainly from Turkey, Greece, Italy, and they're here now for about, for the third generation. And you can clearly see 
um, a financial divide between old German families that live here for many generations and those new guys. And it's just simply because if you come here, they had jobs that were not extremely well paying. So first you need to grind for a generation, try to build up some wealth and then comes the next generation, you elevate a little bit and then eventually uh, maybe your children in the third generation uh, start to really thrive. And you, if you look at the situation in the United States, up into the 1968 right, uh, Civil Rights Act when they were signed, it was really hard, especially for the black uh, population in, in the United States to get somewhere. You couldn't make a great career you know, outside a boxing ring or uh, maybe some musicians, but they also faced severe uh, repercussions. So only maybe since th three generations, the black population in the United States also has the same theoretically on paper the same right so it's gonna take some time for them to also build up wealth and influence in the united states so there is still a huge divide you can see it now with covid look at the numbers if you look the the, the death toll right where it's taking place people who work in low-paid jobs and um, have a lower yeah medical you know, service lower life uh, expectancy, they also die more with COVID now. And uh, it turns out, I'm not exactly sure about the numbers, but it's significantly higher within the black population. That just shows that there's still a huge financial disbalance because in the end, it boils all down to money. You know, if you got the cash mm -hmm. to live in a nice neighborhood with good health care, chances are you might not have diabetes or any other other conditions and die of COVID that easily. Right. So it is clearly you know, there I'm, and it boiled over now. Uh, the, you know, kind of it was a mix. The, the George Floyd incident, obviously there was initial anger about this, uh, once again, uh, an incident of police brutality there. But that was just the trigger of, of a whole lot of bullshit that people are pissed about. And also, right. not only, of course, <clears throat> amongst the Afri African American population, many, look, we are all white guys here, sitting here, uh, right? Mm -hmm. So, what do we talk about, right? Uh, I've never personally feared that a policeman will shoot me, nor did I personally ever face racism against me. I witnessed racism and uh, tried to, I don't know, combat racism if I could, but I also failed in my life like tolerating racism, maybe laughing over about a joke where if you think about it, I really think that was kind of tasteless, right? I don't know. It's so, it is tricky. I just know I feel a strong solidarity and it's rooted in how I saw, how my grandma told me how, how our country here, Germany, went to literally to shit and turned into a hellhole where we murdered uh, like millions of other people just because they were different. That's my motivation with this thing. Like I, you know, I'm not here to bash the United States. Sometimes people really, I think, misinterpreted on, on my Twitter. I love the United States. Mm -hmm. I always love the United States. My, my favorite music comes from the United States. A lot of my best friends are from there. A lot of culture that comes from the United States, I enjoy and love and admire my favorite sport. So, but United States has a worldwide influence and if shit hits the fan there, the whole world is watching 
you know, and everybody will, will comment on it and is concerned because uh, everybody wants the United States to go fine. Yeah, I was going to say, in, I know in, nothing <laughs> about Germany at all. And it's just like with when we talked with Pyro, I was like, I know nothing about wherever you live. Ireland, I guess. <laughs> I, I know nothing, you know, I know nothing about this stuff, but somehow all of you know exactly what's going on here. Yeah, because it's it's pretty much when the United States gets a cough, the whole world gets a damn flu. You know, it's like it's very since World War Two latest, the United States has their fingers everywhere somehow politically or economically or militarily. So like if shit goes crazy in the United States at the moment, at least I mean, the balance of power is shifting at the moment a little bit. I mean, but still it affects everybody a lot. So therefore, you Americans have to deal with it, you know, so to speak, you know, America, fuck yeah. But on the other hand, if you're number one, everybody will fucking bash you if, if shit goes wrong. It's normal. In Europe, it's the same thing. If stuff goes wrong, everybody is bashing Germany. Don't we have like right? a ton in of huge military Union. bases in Germany? Yes. Well, we yes. Uh, so uh, really one significantly. We did? Well, well, it's about, it's not done yet. So... All operations of the United States that are in Middle East, Africa, uh, everything, Eastern Europe, blah, 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 you know, is run through Germany. Air Base Rammstein, uh, 35,000 US soldiers there at the moment, and in, in total a personnel of maybe 60,000 civilians also working for the military. And um, the number can be maximum at the moment 52,000. And that is used for troop transports. You know, if you have another war going on, everything run through Germany and then over to Afghanistan, pretty oh, much. Wow. Um, there is atomic arsenal of the uh, American forces here in the Germany too. And in the peak of the Cold War, pretty much mo many major cities uh, in Germany had Pershing two rockets stationed. My hometown too, pretty much we had the US military barracks there and there were several um, atomic rockets pointing towards Russia. And one thing was obvious, if war would break out, we were prime target. So at the moment, it's mm. inside the NATO contingent, but it's mainly for US interests, to be honest. We kind of, you know, it's kind of a deal. Oh, have, all the, all like, the air okay, bases and everything? Yeah, I mean, all the main operations outside U.S. territory, everything that goes towards Middle East, Africa, and so on is run via Rammstein and the bases here in Germany. Oh, man, there's a P.F. Chang's. The first thing that shows up on the map, like when you look at the map, the first thing there is Rammstein Air Base P.F. Chang's. Like that's that's the first thing inside there, and then as you zoom in more, you get chilies. Oh, yeah, it's pretty cool there. I mean, so it's like you a, know, got got some like friends who soldiers. Yeah, I got some friends who are soldiers there, and some of my patrons. And I mean, it's a whole small little American city. You know, you have you have all the shops, you have all the typical American food items and stuff like, like that there. So yeah, you could get your but shoes there. But that's a huge dog. military operation. You could, yeah, you could. Would it be cheaper? Would it well, be like American price? Because you have to go on base, though, right? Yeah, well, I could, uh, you know, I could tell a friend, get me some shoes, would, would, no, would not be a problem. I always <laughs> used to do that. When I was younger, at the military at the military base there in my home city, um, the, the soldiers, they always hooked me up with the newest Jordans. Yeah. 
how much do you price. like? What have you paid for the most with shoes? You're a big sneakerhead. Well, yeah, here here back then the 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 prime Jordan newest Jordans was two hundred Deutschmarks. You know that was a lot back then, and it was maybe sixty dollars because also they had a bit of better prices in the barracks as well. So and that was three times cheaper or something. So yeah, was worth it. How much have you? <laughs> how much have you paid for shoes? Like, what's your Me most personally. expensive? Yeah, what's your most expensive pair? Nothing, nothing, nothing crazy. I think one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh, I thought you'd be one of these people that gets the limited edition, no. only three thousand made, kind of. No. You know? No. 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 All right. I like to wear my shoes. Oh yeah, those you can't <laughs> wear. There's like a store in the mall here where they sur- they they like shrink wrap the shoes. So that yeah, I mean, if I would be really no loaded, fingerprints get on them and stuff like that. And they're like five hundred dollars. If shoes. I would be really loaded, probably would, yeah, some nice shoes. I think would be something. Yeah, I could spend money on some expensive sneakers, but not because they are rare or whatever. If I like them, and yeah, but I don't know if I would really collect sneakers. I don't know. I remember when I was younger, and my grandma would buy me shoes because, like, my we were poor, like my, my mom and us. But my grandma. She was well off. So when I'd come here for the summer, she would always get me new shoes for school. And so I would get like the most mm. expensive Jordans and all this. The amount of anxiety it gives you to wear these things in the dirty <laughs> world is, is, is excessive. Like, you, know, you know what I'm talking about? Don't like, my <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. And, like you're constantly looking at it. I remember getting the ones that had like the black leather on the front. And like, I remember it cracked oh, yeah. at one point. That was like the end of the world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I just bought like my first like pair of. Very, they were way, way too expensive, but they were white shoes. The the worst idea ever. I'm used to wearing these yeah. like you know flip flops, and so yeah. I, I but I bought these white shoes, and like the first day it's like, well these are ruined. Glad I spent 250 bucks on that or whatever. Uh, it, it might have been more than 250. Flip flop nation, man. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's what's up. Hey, but those have, uh, have oh, wait, actually I didn't think you would wear shoes in, in your house, Doc. I thought Europeans my, were very against my... shoes in the house. <laughs> Hell no, man. See, this is... What? You're like one of the first uh-huh. people that wears shoes. Joe, do you wear shoes in your house? Uh, well, since COVID, I stopped. Those but... are not really my outside house shoes, though. You know, Bullshit. I them, like... well, let me see the bottom of those shoes one more time. Bullshit, they're not your outside shoes. <laughs> not really. I, I, you know, I go out on the balcony out a little bit, but... They're not really. Like, do you have inside flip flops? That's dirty as hell. Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. So, so comfortable, wait, man. Well, I need to go. I go. Since COVID, Joe has stopped wearing shoes. Yeah, in the I don't house. get what that. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I'm Mr. Like paranoid um, as fuck about COVID, but the shoes part I don't get. I mean, I take off my shoes <laughs> on the front door anyways, but. What does. Do you think you can, like, bring it in on your shoes? I mean, I guess the water particles fall on the ground from your mouth. I don't know. I, uh, I'm having a hard time part making a correlation. Of it is, uh, okay, so let's say that, that I'm around somebody that coughs and it gets on my clothes and my shoes or whatever. Uh, if I'm going out in public, as soon as I get done, I change out of those clothes and I clean up or whatever. Um, and I don't want to be untying my shoes after I've washed my hands or I, you know, so it just, it seems easier to just take everything off all at once, you know. Wait, Matt makes fun because I do the same thing. I come home no, and I take I can't a shower believe and you guys remove all my clothes every time you leave the house. I do. Well, I leave the house like every seven to ten days. Oh, so it's not like this is <laughs> all the time. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's okay, even less okay. frequent for me. Well, 
or actually, I should say, I, when, I, when I leave the house to be around other people, like if I'm taking out the trash or getting the mail and I'm not yeah. interacting with anybody, I treat right. that entirely differently than I went to a grocery store, uh, you know, that sort of thing. But, yeah. well, okay, well, there's so much to unpack here because Good has this thing. I don't know. Good has anxiety about people wearing shoes in his house. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not It's not exactly about people wearing shoes in my house I have brand new carpet that costs $4,000 I don't want you walking on okay. it with your dirty shoes See, So, well, yeah. so yeah, yeah, It depends on how good of a friend they are though As to whether yeah. or not it's anxiety ridden would you tell Doc to take his fucking shoes off? No, like no, I'd be if I would to come to Good's house No way, no, no. are you serious? No man If I would come to Good's house and I would see carpets I would take off my shoes anyways I just don't wear that's besides the point, though. Like, so, so Cone Dodger went to his house, Good's house, and kept his shoes on. And Good was having like an internal panic attack, not knowing yeah, well, kind of what to do because he was like, "Okay, if it was me, Good would have just looked at me and said, take your fucking shoes off, you asshole.'" But it was Cone, <laughs> and Good just couldn't do it. And apparently, Why? he couldn't do it with you either. He wouldn't. Oh, well, it's different reason for Doc. That. So. So it's it's a it's a weird thing. So like it, Kurt, Kurt is another example. I wouldn't, I couldn't tell Kurt to take his shoes off because I don't, I don't, I don't know what level of friend I am. This is crazy. And like what? with Cone, I feel like I'm really good friends with Cone, but at the same time, I feel like I don't want to offend him. He seems like a delicate flower that I don't want to upset. So like what? I don't want, I don't want to be like, I don't want him to think that I think he's dirty or something. Like. I just, I just want him to take his shoes off, but I don't want him to say those yeah, words. Like, you know, uh, from what I can tell, it's it's bright. You have light-colored carpets there in the background. I mean, obviously, yeah, you don't want nobody stomping gray. around there with their dirty shoes. I mean, you, wouldn't right. tell, you wouldn't tell Doc to take his shoes off because you're afraid he'd, he'd kick your ass? <laughs> I've seen Doc beat up several people. <laughs> what? This you ever slept in a homophobic They were homophobic and attacking you guys. And racist. They were racist too. They were racist too. Do you remember there was this black barkeeper and they kept uh, calling the N word, um, you know, uh, to the barkeeper and he couldn't. Yeah, he couldn't do anything because he was working for Disney. He was just waiting until I started. The moment I slammed that one guy, he jumped over the bar and was ready to go, man. <laughs> I do remember that. I remember kicking them out and, and like thanking you. I do remember all that. I think he gave us like three beers or some yeah. shit too, didn't he? Uh, if you see racist, you know racism is the most stupid thing ever. I mean, um, if they and they, I mean, you can't help people with being stupid, but if they go around and uh, uh, offend other people with their own stupidity, then you have to step in. I mean, I have a short fuse with people like that. You know, there's mm-hmm. the thing sometimes. Sure, violence is no solution or whatever. I mean, generally always true. But sometimes I wonder if these people would discuss with me like that when I have my Twitter discussions sometimes. I would bitch slap people for some of the things you have to endure people <laughs> say on Twitter. Oh, like, seriously. Yeah. The, uh, the tube, you like kick the whole group of people down the uh, stairs. What? What's going on you there? told me about now, the I wasn't bar, present but not for this. this. I wasn't present for this, but I remember Doc telling me the story. There was, there was, it wasn't Doc's, like, there's people like fighting or something. What, what, what was, can you remember this story, Doc? Hey, there was a riot. <laughs> in, 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 I was <laughs> no, I was uh, talking. There was there was a protest going on in Cologne, and um, 
Either it was football hooligans or some political protest, and they were storming up, uh, you know, trying to run through a. Uh, they were chased by the police in a huge group, like 500 people were chasing through the, the what is it called train station, and then people were panicking, and then in me and others, you know, we were up at the, where the trains are leaving, and they were and the police were pushing them in, and those the crazy protest of fighters were pushing up the stairs so me and others kicked them down the stairs again and were fighting them back um, <laughs> holding them in check <laughs> it was some football hooligans as far as I remember some idiots I mean you know seeing that with these protests um, if you if, when we watch that here from, from Europe now we also have sometimes the police goes in hard like um, for example in Hamburg there was the G20, you know, summit, uh, and then normally that causes a lot of left-wing um, protests. There's this topic of Antifa now going on in the United States, which is also quite disturbing Special. looking at it from a European perspective. Um, but yeah, what there you, was uh, the... Well, what Antifa... Well, Antifa, you know, see... When Antifa was founded, it pretty Antifa, much was. I can't even say it after I've heard Doc say it. But didn't you hear Antifa, about that old man that was. Antifa? Antifa. I'm kind of ignorant when it comes to what the Antifa movement is a trying to accomplish, I guess. Well, yeah, uh, see, okay, that's the so same. It's, it's basically the biggest branding. I know what it means. I just yes. don't know what it's. It makes no sense. Are. Look, it's like what happened is. the biggest international linguistic failure in our time. Yeah, well, it's, the it's name just, of the organization know, is a idiot thing. Yeah, the, the the roots of it is pretty much that. I told you back in the days when the Nazis were taking over here in Germany and also other European states in Europe, um, they were all getting organized. You know, they had their SA troops that was literally armed protest troops, cops without badges, right? And <laughs> they went they went about and uh, pretty much beat up. Uh, you know, when they were during elections, went to a social democrat uh, rally and then beat everybody up. So the more left-leaning parties also organized and organized mobs to fight against them. Um, there's a term for that in Germany. It's called Saalschlacht. That means uh, town hall battles, where literally there were, you know, both parties were coming with clubs and everybody knew at the end of the you know, speech, we're going to beat each other up like crazy. And it escalated more and more. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, because people were fighting the Nazis. They didn't want the Nazis to take over power. It was a physical fight. A lot of people don't really know about these things. And from that sprung, and other political movements sprung the Antifa, anti-fascists. That what it stands for. And it was an underground group because it couldn't really be organized because the Nazis already were getting hold, had secret service movement stuff under control. So it was an underground movement and it wasn't, it's like, it's not like, hey, there is this Antifa leader, you know, and it's, we have a, a purpose. Uh, in the beginning, it was to fight the Nazis. Now it's a, a huge group of people uh, that would be considered anti fascists. Right from a small percentage who would be willing to commit violence that are in Europe, you refer to these people, the black bloc, because they're always dressed in complete black, wearing black masks. And they would be the guys that really are also organized and network with each other. And uh, when they come to a protest, shit goes down. But here in Europe, you don't, they don't randomly show up for civil rights protests. They would come to the G20 and come with a plan. 
you know mm-hmm. and this is this is a very uh, it's a loose I mean, network as well i guess and anti-fascist then a huge sounds spectrum. like a good idea like i mean yes. it's, yeah it's, and, those and words that's, that's are the, seem pretty good and, that, yes. and that's and the now, big it, linguistic it, failure it, here it's like it came from a movement no it's driving me yeah. crazy seeing people yeah. arguing about like well i'm anti anti-fascist it's like okay well that makes you a fascist so i think we have yeah. we need to we need to unpack some things like if people yeah. want to name a group that is violent and disruptive something like um like anti-murder you know that doesn't mean they have a monopoly on being against murder their group is just called anti-murder you know (laughs) so like it's still okay to think murder is bad even if you're not part of the anti-murder terrorist organization you know and uh this anti-fa thing it stifles discourse and discussion exactly and, and, and also the evidence that is, such look, a thing exists, especially not not well, the way that Trump speaks of it. Everyone, no, everyone in, that makes anything look bad suddenly is, you know, yes. This, what part what of Trump group, was doing. That's that's also an old tactic uh, tactic uh, by the Nazis. You know, we had this the Reich, Reichstagsbrand here in Germany. That was when our parliament was set on fire. It was done by Nazis, but Hitler said the left did it. So and then mm-hmm. everybody was branded anti-fa, and against the government now. And that's the idea by branding the whole protest movement Antifa and saying Antifa is a terrorist organization now. You technically, you know, tell all, could, I could, you could be Antifa, good. I, I could declare you Antifa now. See, right. and that's what Trump is trying to do with this move or the, whomever has this strategy uh, behind Trump. Brandish everybody as Antifa, declare them terrorists, and then the whole delegitimize the whole protest movement and potentially make everybody a criminal with the snap of your finger. If you suck, see this guy that got pushed out, the 75-year-old dude, right, who got severely yeah. hurt on the head. That was some of the scenes that went around. Trump touting on Twitter, he must be an Antifa uh, agitator or something, whatever the hell. Yeah, it was I mean, all a setup. Maybe he, he fell he, on purpose to make the police look bad. Yeah, you know, and see, this is this is why you brandish a big group like that with these stupid labels. That's what the Nazis did to perfection. You know, right. dehumanizing, uh, did this with the Jewish people uh, and so on, and with other uh, with, with political opponents. The concentration camps were initially created to keep the political opponents there. The Holocaust right. was the, the next move, just escalated to that. And all the concentration I mean, camps that were really... <laughs> Right. He's been doing this since he got in office. It's not just now. Like, I mean, he's no. been making the media out to be an enemy from the beginning, too. And that's why you see so many yes. media being attacked during the in the protests, I think, because, you know, as far as a lot of people see the military, you know, the media is just another another group of whatever terrorist group that's out there Enemies. trying to destroy, uh, yeah. you know, they're, they're an yeah. enemy of the state, basically. And then and then bringing in the military, for example, you know, was also a very bad look. Bro, man, you know, this this photo op uh, um, that happened then marching towards um, this church, right? And then before the protesters were cleared by military forces, uh, National Guard and whatnot. Man, this is a really bad look. And what I really don't like with this whole discussion, obviously, there's a problem. People want answers. And until now... All I've heard uh, from Trump is loud shouts of like law and order and so on. I get it. He doesn't want to backstep his police forces, right? But so far, he didn't 
at all acknowledge, okay, let's talk, let's try. What can we do? Let's talk about a proper police reform. He just mm -hmm. shouts craziness. I don't think he's capable you know, of having that conversation. I mean, yeah, how and, is that? And it's so not in his best interest, right? Well, and in he some, no, and even it's not how do his we police heal? forces. It's the states and the cities. And yes. the, the reason that uh, we know, need national leadership, though, yes. is because it's, it's a broad problem. We need to make sure that the yeah. folks at the local levels have the ability and the incentives to reform. Because quite honestly, if you have a racist city council and a racist state legislature, without federal assistance, nothing's going to happen, really. That's how we got yeah, to this course. point. Yeah, of course. They're going to preserve. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but one he, thing that uh, I've been trying you know, to struggle with is what can we do individually? Because, like, we talk about Doc, you know, beating up people who are being homophobic. But, like, <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> that's, that's a very no. wrong impression well, in but, my but, life. No, but, like, I the had thing maybe... is, though, like, no, 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 but, like, okay, so that's, like, an right, example. Right. Of, you said, okay, violence Antifa, isn't always the you know. answer. But, like, okay, sometimes you're in a situation where you have to use violence. Mm. How do we stop these things from happening? Mm to the point where violence is the only tool left, you know? And like a uh, lot of, as you said, this comes down to money and financial opportunity. Like I'm trying to figure out like, okay, I'm finally gonna be able to transition to doing YouTube full time pretty soon. And I gotta figure out like, um, how am I gonna build my company? Who am I gonna hire? What, am, what is that gonna look like? And part of what I'm trying to figure out is, am I doing things because they're the cheapest, most efficient thing for me, or am I genuinely creating opportunities for people to invest in making their own lives better and enrich them? And is mm. that going to be, do you know, am I making sure that I'm doing that in a way that is going to maybe ripple outward? And it, I don't know how to do that entirely, but like, I feel like that's at least a start where I can say somebody has a chance to that they wanted to make because they had a little bit extra money that they wouldn't have had otherwise. But it's it's all really difficult to grapple with in terms of scope, you know, and scale. Well, it it requires a huge effort, of course. You know, the thing is, a huge difference between the United States and Europe, and I always see that is how our economy is set up. We have this social market economy with, uh, you know, you have a bit of a bit of better safety net than in the United mm -hmm. States. And in the United States, because of the system is very capitalistic and, you know, pull yourself on your own bootstraps attitude that partially makes people a little bit selfish, forcefully mm -hmm. so, because you got to make sure, you know, your shit is going well. Otherwise, you might end up in on the street relatively quickly. And... So if you already have a problem convincing people that a universal health care would be helpful, that is not a racial topic. You know, how, how can you expect, and people already have an issue with thinking so social that we are some, we need to help each other, how would, would you even expand it to an issue like racial division? So first of all, you would have to take a bit of steam out of the system by having a bit of more social security and all of these things. And then you can focus a little bit more on, uh, you know, other racial issues. It, it's all, it all well, belongs I, together. I, it's a one big, big thing. Pressure, I, you know, within the you. society, if you, it's I'm just impatient, difficult. Doc. What I'm looking at is, yeah, if we can't get to a point no where, to waste. if we can't get to a point where we have healthcare for everybody, 
how can I get healthcare to a few more people? Like, if I'm making money, how can I take that money and reinvest it in in a small scale version yeah. of what I want to see broader, uh, more broadly? And I, I don't know that like YouTube and Twitch and all the, the, these um, these companies that are making money off of our content are structured to really do that. You know, they're not giving out healthcare grants to creators to like, hey, here's health insurance through YouTube. And so then at that point, it's like, well. How are people ever going to be able to go full Yeah, well, I mean, self-employed. How are they incentivized? They're not really incentivized to do so. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's and a so, different like, beast. If we want to, if we want to see like YouTube or Twitch or, or it, like you know, they say like we want to have a diverse group of creators or whatever. But really, it's the people that can afford to spend time on Twitch and YouTube after work or who already had wealthy parents or wealthy sp or a money making spouse or whatever. You know, like. Um, I don't know. It just—it seems like well, there's goes, some sort of. Yeah, that's it, the topic it, of white privilege, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it, it, it goes through all, all. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't really like those labels and these, you know, these words like a hey, white privilege, this and that. That to me, that's way too simple. It's such complex topics, but you need to name them somehow. But mm -hmm. obviously, if you look at the YouTube landscape alone, that. Let's say U.S. YouTubers only. I guarantee you there's for sure a way, way higher percentage of successful white uh, male probably YouTubers uh, than uh, other ethnicities, right? And well, I don't know why that is so page. exactly, but yeah. Yeah, you I mean, know? you scroll the Minecraft page the, on uh, Twitch. Uh, on, the, mm. on Twitch, the Minecraft page is very white. I've been checking yeah, a right. lot. Because yeah. I've been trying and to I feel figure like out just any streaming is mostly that you know white yeah. male, and I feel like if you're a female, you're getting automatically assumed that you're you know a, a breast streamer or whatever. There's all there's also that there's yeah, there's, there's still yeah. not uh, you know even sexual equality on these yeah. platforms. Um, what do you think the population of the United States is that's black? Because I looked this up a few years ago. Because I've always grown up in the parts of the country that are probably 50 50 or so like you know when i went to school in south carolina um about half of my school was a you know not white you think it yeah, i looked it up a few years ago and i was shocked with the answer what do you mean you're shocked you're shocked because it was so I low thought there was more yeah oh yeah. yeah i think it's only like 15 it's, like, yeah, it it it's like 15 percent top 25 top 20 percent i would say uh, um yeah. guesstimating 13 percent 13 percent of the united yeah. states is black yeah so it was my, I, I, I would have thought, I thought it was like 40 or something. Like I thought, you know, 50, I, I don't know. In my mind, mm -hmm. in my worldview, it was about equal. I didn't realize that they're already at a, you know, they're already coming into this with a much lower percentage of the population. Uh, so that, yeah. that, that in itself makes in any type of fight for them much stronger because there's less of them around, period. Um, yeah. This is, to me, it's, it's always, you, I don't <laughs> It's really weird. Well, see, I've grown to, up in so many yeah. different states too. Like my mm. my perception of things. So like when I went to school in Texas, there was one black family in the whole school. There was one mm. black guy, and that was it. That was that was it. Um, there was a lot of mm. lot of people that were Mexican uh, because I was right there, you know, in Texas, um, or, you yeah. know, close to Mexico. So, but then when, like when I went to school here, when I when I first moved, when we first moved to South Carolina, I started going to school in Rock Hill. Um, it was like a complete different change for me because like. 
the black people I had known in my life were my friends, my peers, people I got along with. But then when I moved to South Carolina, there was this big racial divide. And so like I'd get mm. on the bus and like now I was the minority, basically, um, where, mm. you know, I was a white guy and I wasn't really welcome on the bus uh, on the way to school. So the whole ride there was just a nightmare. Um, mm. And so like. I'm glad I grew up in different parts of the United States. I got to see these different points of view because I fear that if I had grown up only in that area, I would have a different worldview completely. Like these people mm. are my enemy. And I, and I, I talk to people around here that, that have that point of view still, um, where there's this divide between, you know, white and black or whatever, and even growing up. And so then when I look at the problems that are happening now, and I think about how can we fix that, we're talking about police reform. I think that we need a, re a reform from early age, like kids, like I, I keep thinking to myself that each generation is getting better with race relations and that uh, each, each, each group of, of, you know, new generation are seeing people differently. And, and we're, we're moving away from this, this, this past where there was segregation and all these things. But then I see the people that are raising kids, my daughter's age that are, you know, my age around here, and they're, they're teaching their kids the same ignorance that, that they still believe. Um, and it goes, you know, there's a, there's a whole spectrum obviously. And just like there is with left-leaning people, there's people that are, you know, far leaning left and far leaning right but like some of the i feel like there's a difference like people will say that they're there are two sides of a coin and that they're the same but like i feel like the people that are like these q anon believers are may, way worse than the far left they're like i just want to give health care to everyone and you live in a you know a social a socialist style society i think that it's it's wild the difference between the two like if you listen to some of the conspiracy theories that the QAnon people believe, it'll blow your fucking mind. Like you, it's, it's hard to believe that there are yeah. people that are are willing to take all this into them, their brain and go, "That is facts," and then they don't even fact check it. And if they do, they do it in like a in a circle jerk on Facebook where they're getting the same information right back at them. Um, and so my question is, how do we re-educate America beyond the ability to to believe that sort of thing? Um, so that we because the problem is not just police reform we need to we need to have people growing up that would never consider treating another human being the way that we see people being treated right now yeah it obviously it it starts with education and uh, then honest honest looking back on freaking history right recently now there is this discussion about confederate statues that are being around and uh, military bases being named after confederate uh, generals and stuff like that so i was reading into this discussion a bit seeing what people were saying on twitter people are saying why why should we change our history if we remove these things we will forget about our bad things in the past right when i when i hear this it's ridiculous like should we put up hitler statues now in germany you know undocumented just a nice statue and that would remind us ah yeah what a bad guy he was look he, he even gave him a statue <laughs> this makes no sense right you know if you do something like that yes preserve your history but take the damn statue put it in a damn museum and put a, a right. educational sh shit around it and tell you okay uh it was a famous general, but blah, 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 this and this habit fought on the side of the slavers, whatever the hell, you know, put the educational context to it. There it starts right. already. That is how you should process your history. I mean, uh, I think the, the, the difference uh, there, though, is the people, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like the people that want those statues to say stay, I mean, they just don't share our 
the beliefs we four share. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah, but right? those like those they actually are like, yeah, that guy had good ideas. We should keep it up. Yeah, exactly. But that's the problem. Those people need to be. You, it's not okay. Being nationalist is not okay. That's not a good thing. In, it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? You're an astrophysicist, man, mad in the fucking universe. You think about it, breaking down. He claims, I don't believe him. Yeah, but you know, uh, we have, we have we have this one planet. We are uh, one nation. So the idea of having countries is already questionable from a logical standpoint, right? And then even going further uh, and segregating, and then even having something like I'm I'm proud. Uh, and my shit is better than yours it's just completely you can be patriotic you can like your football team or whatever the hell and be happy but when i when i see things when trump is saying in an in a, in a news conference why well, nationalism is not a bad word it's just it just means hey you like your country it's stupid shit you know and these people need to be re you need to tell them man that's wrong Clearly, and you can never stop. And how that's do you convince them of that? And I guess that's that's where I struggle. Is like, okay, I, there's yeah, a lot of change that can be made, but it requires you literally changing people's like minds. Some people will hopefully make personal experiences that will might change their mind. There's plenty of stories of people that were bad racists, and then their life something happened in their life they're changed so there's always hope right for something better but with the rest if they don't understand it then you gotta freaking tell them then fuck off get the fuck out of here i don't want you are the one that is not allowed to be here go away you you yeah, don't belong here with your idea go somewhere live in the ocean on your own island and make the, whatever do your own white nation there then but not here that is, yeah, and, and there's a difference there too. There is no between, other way than confronting. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's a difference between somebody like, having power. Sorry. Yeah. There's a difference between somebody yeah. having an opinion and having the power to enforce that opinion as law. Even if we can't go and vote. convince everyone, yeah. hey, this is the way that people should be treated, we can pass laws that say if you don't treat people with a certain level of respect, then that's a problem. And right now. We have legal structures in place that make it easier to be racist in some cases than to actually treat everybody evenly. And so if we confront mm. those power structures first, then at least it will partially defang the opinions that uh, and the uneducated uh, backgrounds. Like there's going to be a lack yeah. of skepticism from some people. They're just going to latch on to whatever. But the question is, what tools do we let them wield while they're latched onto this QAnon nonsense? Yeah. You know. Yeah, and the have thing you, is, also, have, for you, example, have you dove into into that deeply? Oh the QAnon yeah. Oh yeah. Conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. My cousin is a uh, my my cousin is 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 deeply into these conspiracy theories. Um, some of them we talked about on the podcast, Matt. Yeah. You and I realized they were QAnon Insane. things, like the. Uh, the adrenochrome uh, shit, like all of that, like he's deep into that. Um, but like whenever the, <laughs> the police in D.C. that came out recently that who the fuck knows what I mean, maybe they were riot police from a prison. Or, I, did, ever, did we ever find out who the fuck those people were? Some of them were. Uh, I think those were the riot, the, the riot police uh, from the prisons. It was those. Yeah. Well, for the QAnon stuff, people, uh, those people, the, those individuals were part of the uh, the deep state police that have been working secretly for Trump to to go after Hillary and Mueller and 
Comey and et cetera. Those, those are the people that, for the QAnon people, those are the people that have been working for Trump secretly for the last three years to try to try to fix the government. That uh, you know, that's part of this this you know this deep state group. Wait, isn't QAnon you know, just the concept that there is a deep state? It's kind of expanded out to just describe a type of person yeah. who is like the far right conspiracy theorist, but it like how did well, there's still supposed to be start? one individual that's feeding this information because he's he has a deep he's he's deeply in the government where he has access to all this information so he's sharing what's really going on behind the scenes and so if you follow QAnon yeah. I believe at this point it's probably multiple people posting under the the guise of you know, QAnon it's very um, simple everybody had a village idiot wait, always. isn't it all made up these these days village idiots can network easily via the internet and therefore uh, this shit exists more. It's it's bullshit uh, from A to Z, whatever they are on about. Honestly, I thought it was all just a big meme that turned into something no, that man. accidentally no, no, no. accidentally no, turned into There was uh, there was a guy posting as QAnon. Um, yeah, but I thought it was, he was all like meme. The, the Pizza Gate. No, it's no, 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 no. very very serious. No. I thought it was a meme that people took seriously. Like it was some no, dude that was just joking around, fucking around. And then no, he's no, like, no, no, holy no. shit, these people actually this think this is real? This is great. I'm just going to keep doing this. Yeah, well, probably it started like that. God knows how things start on, on the internet. But in, in the end, now, uh, probably also some people that use this, the, that know, hey, this has influence, use it, you know, to get their message across. Um, it, by now, it's not only some trolls. Right now, it is, gets used very, very efficiently by far-right uh, people that want to have influence, you know, and I'm not talking about some some Illuminati now. I'm talking about some assholes that are politically active in the right-wing right spectrum. Alex Jones. Well, part of the QAnon uh, stuff believes in the Illuminati, others. too. Yeah, it's all, it's all mixed up. It's a huge clusterfuck of all kinds of conspiracy theories and bullshit and um, in the end it's 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 funny all these conspiracy theories are almost way almost in any case way more complicated than the actual thing that gets conspired about you know freaking right. oh we never flew to the moon okay so now we need to tell 50,000 people that directly worked on the moon project hey okay it's all a big fake and they will keep their mouth shut for the next 70 years and don't tell anybody or whatever you know and it's just ridiculous and the same thing with this Q bullshit. It's just, and then these, it, uh, it's very, uh, no, it's very aggravating. This is one of the topics that is aggravating. That's what I wanted to say before when you asked, how do we fix shit? First of all, you need to bring a political discussion back to a factual level. Right. But how do you do that? Like with this, but how do you do that? Like, I tried very hard to have this conversation with my cousin um, because I do well, have to. He's a family member. I do have to say I can't just cut him out of my life. I know you can't cut members out of your life, but this particular one, I, like, I have to deal with them because I own property and stuff. Anyways, because he you eats your bread. I don't. I have tried very hard to bring any sense into this man's mind, and it's impossible. Like no matter what kind of facts you bring to the table, all they the response is always that's fake news. How do you how do you fight that that one line? That one line alone covers well, anything they don't want to believe. One big thing would be that if Donald Trump gets voted out of office, that he gets mm. prosecuted. Hey, what are the odds right. of that? Of him actually? If he gets prosecuted, that would be, these people that, it only it only sends those people into the streets now yeah. because um, I mean, if they don't go to the streets, whenever he if he if he doesn't win the the reelection. Um, I don't. I don't know how we don't end up in a, in a second civil war at this point. Like we're in November, so either way, I don't know like what happens. 
Either way, something's gonna go fucking nuts, isn't it? Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of speculation that people here in Europe. You can see a lot of opinion pieces at the moment. Still, I was looking into some some papers and so on that were they're coming out there. People are a little bit holding back a little bit, but a lot of people speculating if he gets voted out, he will not step down. He will maybe try to challenge the legitimacy of the election. You know, yeah. he's, he's building the, the groundwork. Uh, voter fraud, via mail election, all this shit. Um, um, he played his cards already, seeing how to mobilize the National Guard. Uh, he, he discredits the or dis credits the media non-stop so the the controlling power gets weakened by the media you know if cnn keeps on saying he's watch out watch 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 out and he discredits them eventually nobody will listen anymore i mean or whatever pick another news outlet cnn typically criticizes him heavily um mm. i mean i think in january uh, so of next year if he's voted be. out he just doesn't leave and then what like he just literally yeah. doesn't leave. I don't think that's a possibility. I, see, I don't. You and I disagree on this. Like, what if yeah. he just dis he does not leave? He just literally doesn't leave. What happens? Who well, knows? He could pull it off. I mean, he. Look, he got impeached. The EP was impeached, and nothing happened. He was impeached. Clearly, well, he impeached, was impeached, but he wasn't removed from office. Like yes, he was there, impeached. Yeah, the, the Senate, the the, the GOP literally refused to literally have a proper trial there. They just made a right. mockery out of it, and that was extremely of concerning. Course, it's already. all about job security. People, yeah, when 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 people talk about checks and balances, well, the check worked, but the balance not. So when you now remove the checks, um, he can. That's the crazy thing. We didn't also didn't expect that to happen here in Germany. All of a sudden, the Reichstag was burning, and Hitler said, "Oh shit, we have a crisis. Martial law, martial law, dissolving the government. Um, I'm a dictator now." I mean, I'm not saying this could happen exactly like that, but he could at least delay and do way more damage. You know, he does a lot of damage. The whole for the United States people inside the United States maybe sometimes don't realize that, but the United States foreign policy wise was never in a weaker position in the last 50 years right oh, no it's obvious United, like that's why when earlier United, you were talking about us being number one yeah. i was like for how long like i mean at what point does the rest of the world look at us and go these people are idiots while the united states lays in turmoil for the last three years now and it's pretty much almost ineffective in their, in their foreign policy. China and Russia and everybody else that has other global interests were filling the gaps like there's no tomorrow. From every contract, the United States back out for whatever reason. And now with the World Health Organization, the Chinese government expands their influence there. And right. at some point, it's, it's like... I'm not saying China is willing to take over the world, you know, now and are really pushing for aggression or whatever. Who knows? But, you know, uh, how are we going <laughs> to tell the Chinese? Yeah, but how are we going to tell them if they become so powerful, they won't listen at all? Right now, there is at least some pull and we can, you know, have some leeway uh, influence on them because of the human rights situation and other things we want to try to improve in china as human beings right yeah but, but i mean now china out, can just point to america and go that well look at them they yeah have the look at the, that's what yeah, they've been doing that's like, what's happening they've in been hong kong literally celebrating the riots right yeah, and they're saying oh you want to tell us what to do in hong kong 
Um, you calling in the riot police and gassing your own people in front of peaceful protesters in front of the White House. You want to talk to us about Hong Kong? And that's the result right. of this shit. That's the result. Weakened all over the place, backed out of the Iran deal. You know what Iran is doing right now? They're building a f uh, aircraft carrier model that looks like the Nimitz class. Exactly. They did this in 2015 already. And then they're going to haul it out into the, uh, um, um, in front of the coastline there. And then they're going to do a military maneuver and sink it. And it, it's a one-to-one -one copy of a U.S. Uh, aircraft carrier. You can look it up. It's happening right now. Obviously, it's not functional in the sense of actually the aircraft carrier. But the steel model, one-to-one -one size, and they don't give a shit. North Korea announced they will they will uh, increase their nuclear program right now. So where is all this foreign policy success? It's not happening. And, uh, you know, then the funny thing is then we have these nationalists or strong patriots in the United States that support Trump. But in reality, if they want to have a strong America, they're getting the opposite right now. So that's the same yeah. thing. Non-factual to, to an absolute degree that it is mind-boggling. You know, that you have to retreat. I, what I do, personally, I retreat from the political discourse then for two weeks to fucking recover. <laughs> Because with all this stupidity, you go crazy. You literally discuss with somebody saying it chemtrails and fucking whatever the hell they're tripping on. I mean, you know, flat earthers and, uh, you know, they're all in the same boat. Is it gay frogs? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, good, you know, absolute it's, madness. it's a hard thing when it's a family member, but, you know, as you point out, there's some people that you just can't cut out of your lives, you know, and um, you want to be as loving and supportive as you can while also hopefully helping them to be better at treating others well. You have limited you gotta to be on a level where I can call him, I can call him batshit crazy and he doesn't like punch me um <laughs> i've tried to get him to join the i've tried to get him to make videos just sharing the shit he believes uh, because he i'm like here i've tried to get him he won't do it he's afraid that if he shows himself they're gonna come for him he doesn't have to show his face hell he could be I've audio only that. i'm in he says he right he says that they know where i live and Who's so they? Can, they can easily find him them who See, I don't know. See, oh. yeah. I don't know who they are, but he does. You, name you can't burn all your energy the on this deep state, the swamp, the Bilderberg. No, 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 I'm not saying. Right, no, I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying he represents, but I do think that. I mean, he's he's not alone. He whenever he whenever he talks to me about these things, he goes and you know he has these groups of like 20 people that go all fishing together on this land he's bought by the river, and they're all believing the same thing. They're all buying it. You know what I mean? They're mm -hmm. all agreeing. And he's like, and he, you know, whenever he told me to look these certain things up, he's like, he's like, oh man, you're gonna be just like us. You're gonna understand how this is all going down and everything. And so I did do the research after he left my house. Remember, he was telling me about adrenochrome and all these different things. I was like. You know, I didn't believe anything he said, but I was also like, I want to know what he believes. So mm -hmm. I went and I, mm -hmm. and I researched all of these different things that he was talking about. And each one is just more crazy than the last. Like, I mean, of it's course. not just about even current times. He went on this rant about how the Titanic was uh, a hit job, basically, because we were we were uh, the, the group of people that were we talked about this before, Matt, yeah, uh, the group of people that, that were uh, making the National Reserve. Uh, 
they, some of them, I don't even remember all the fucking details of what he was saying, but basically they were on the ship. So the whole ship was sank to kill these people specifically um, because they were opposing the creation of the yes, National that's Reserve. That's what you would so, do. That's how you would ass assassinate yeah, somebody. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. This whole big fucking ship, ship right? No. It was the only way to kill these people. Had to, had to build the Titanic to do it. No. <laughs> Well, Ask and Abraham the thing is, Lincoln though, like, how that went. I mean, come on, there's diff easier ways to get somebody if you <laughs> get rid of him I mean, than sinking I, I, a hole. That's the thing. That's what I was saying before. This whole conspiracy theories, the thing that is conspired about is way less easier than actually, you know, the freaking conspiracy theory. That's the stupid thing. Right. I don't know how to fix people with this, this shit. You need to educate people, learning stuff. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's it's that is really a keep on discussing right, but he's had the I same opportunities think... as me and we're at the same age you know what i mean so he's had the same opportunities he yeah. could be sitting here having the same world view as me but he just but doesn't. you think he and really like, believes that's not gonna it. change well but well, i guess this is what happens with sleep at night is i'm just like nobody actually right. believes this shit they're saying like no, i sleep at night by no. being no. able to this say is, these people are all it. memeing it's not real Go no, this is a cult. We need to we need to treat people in our lives, our family especially, who are getting too deep into this stuff, as though they are in a cult. We need to actually find ways yeah. to let them know, hey, we're not going to see eye to eye on this right now. But when you you know, I just but want you, you to know, come you, back. You're, yeah, the door yeah. is always open. You know, you never want them to yeah, feel trapped because somebody when you yeah. get this group of all these people who are delusional. Eventually, somebody's going to say something that makes one person here or there go, wait, hold on. Let me think about this for a second. And when that happens to your cousin, you want him to feel safe talking to you about it, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and I don't is, believe that's ever yeah. going to happen with him. But, you yeah, know, but whatever, I mean, but that, I, that, I that has to what you're saying. Yeah, that's the but, way but, to healing. Right now. Now, yeah. now, look, there needs to be a way for some of the people that voted for Trump last time and now figured out okay it was maybe not the best idea look what we what's going on now looks shitty okay they need to be able to still walk the streets without everybody mocking them for it you know mm -hmm. put your red well, head away and let's talk about it you know is nothing but trump flags like we're not talking about little little tiny banners in your front yard we're talking flags bigger than the american flag are on everyone's house down this whole street. And this whole street is my family. I guess everyone up mm. and down the street here is related to me in some way, shape, or form, including my cousin. And they literally are flying these huge Trump flags. They're not trying to step away. They're not trying to back up and go, oh, shit, I backed a crazy man. No, they're doubling down for November. And so I don't think that I, they're going to want to step away and go, oh, I realize we fucked up. Because I don't think don't, they realize they fucked up. I don't remember up. any other president where we had flags. I never had an Obama flag on the front of my house. Like mm -hmm. it's it's yeah. like Joe says, it's a cult. It's different from any other president we've ever had. I don't think it, I think it, a lot of people. I think it's more about preventing the other side from winning than than the other. Right. The alternative of Trump is left slash Biden. I mean, well, at, the, at this point, the alternative, no matter what your opinion is on him, there's going to be people left. that don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, going to hit this too. argument. Oh, by time that left. Yeah. Yeah. No. I was going to say, no. I want to clarify no. too. This is what I'm talking about. Good specific question of a family him. member, <laughs> you know, a family member <laughs> who is in the, in this yeah. deep with QAnon or yeah. stuff like that. Now, if I see this in a community that I'm moderating with my, you know, uh, Patreon discord and stuff, I am not going to accommodate Okay, if somebody tried to recruit people into like some sort of evangelical Christian offshoot cult thing, 
that's not acceptable in my Patreon Discord. If somebody wants to do the same thing, right. except about like uh, white supremacy, that's also not acceptable. If it's hardcore, um, like cult of personality around a politician, that's also not acceptable. You know, and we have to in the spaces that we control. Unlike our family, in the spaces that we control for our audiences, we really have to step up and say, hey, there are certain ethical lines about what is and isn't appropriate in, how, in terms of how we want people to be treated, and here's where they are. And that's one of the reasons that I don't right. have a moderation staff right now, because I want to deal with all of these things myself. I want to see what the fan base is struggling with. And where they're because there are a lot of well-intentioned young people who are getting sucked into stuff and they're not necessarily all the way in yet. They're still young. They're still malleable. Unlike your cousin, who's your age, you know, it, it, there's a difference between a 15 year old or an 18 year old saying some of this stuff and a 45 right. year old or I don't know how old you are. But um, and so you really have to. Listen, I know my hair is not as brilliant as yours, but I'm not that old. I, I was tempted to, to say 65. <laughs> uh, Matt told me this was a Matt's comedy podcast, no. so I gotta get these in where I can. Um, but no, I'm sorry, Goon. But, no, but seriously, though, like you know, when we're like Thank when we ask, that. what can I do specifically? The most influential place I can do anything is probably within my own fan community, and and that's going to be the yeah. case for everybody on Twitch yeah. and YouTube. And yeah, so but isn't the difference not, there? Right. Yeah. You're, all you're doing but is you're know, selecting your community, not changing people's minds, right? When you take no, somebody no, no. out of that, you're not. It's not that you're actually changing the mind of that person. It's still, if you look at it on mass, it's still the same number of people are on this side and same number of people are over there. You're just, you're just seeing what you want to see versus seeing everything yeah, at but once. No, the, the, but I'm not going out of my way to instant though, But there's people. one advantage, though. No, you know, listen, Deb, there's one crucial advantage. Only one side speaks the truth. And that's the point here. Only one side has logical arguments. Well, there is gray area. Video. I'm not saying uh, there's gray area in things in yeah. terms of racism, but there is gray area yeah. in terms of politics. Like, there, I, I don't believe I'm always right. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Oh my God, no, Doc! Did yes, you just turn on like the sun in your house? <laughs> it got so bright. <laughs> um, uh, oh, I got one of those. But I do, I do, I do understand what what Matt is saying yeah. to to Joe. Like, if you just remove that opinion from the group, you're not you're not changing the opinion. Yes, well, yes, yeah. yes. You create an echo chamber of your own, pretty much, right? But that's I think that's mm -hmm. not what Joe. I also allow political diversity. I'm not like not everybody is like a Trump hater in my Discord. Of course not. It is mm -hmm. somebody that gets discussed and they get repercussions. If somebody comes in with a crazy story and says, yeah, but, you know, Trump uh, just announced we did the most testing in the world. Then somebody, if it's not me, but somebody else in the Discord will say, well, that's not really true. Uh, first of all, per capita, for sure not. And then total numbers also not. So and that's the only thing you can do. If... Somebody mm -hmm. comes up with this propaganda or lies, you could literally call them lies, what's nothing else. Um, then you have to call them out and correct them. Uh, what else are you going to do? Yeah, Either you and, ignore right. it and create your own. Uh, you have to, you, but at some point it's done. Of course, if somebody is really an asshole and never f then just does it to troll you and just, just, yeah, but whatever you say, or do this whataboutism, right? As soon as you... One, they come with one argument, and then you disprove them. 
And then they said, yeah, okay, but what about... <laughs> and then they come with the next thing. And in the end, it's what about Hillary or something, right? Right, so, straw man sure. argument basically comes about. Yeah, and that's the thing, is if somebody's not arguing in good Yeah, if somebody's not arguing in good faith, then that's where yeah, then we talk done. about banning people. But like that, there's a difference between yeah. somebody being yeah. evangelical and recruiting actively versus just somebody being like, you know, I see a lot of people here saying this, but my dad says this. Or my uncle says this, you know, mm -hmm. and, and like that's what I'm saying is um, there are people who are, are raised in environments where they are seeing certain things because they were raised by, by certain folks. And then when they come to my community, they see a bunch of different voices and they are mentally trying to reconcile that and asking genuinely intentional questions. That, that's something we want to encourage. And and so uh, encouraging skepticism and, and looking for facts in an argument and breaking down what is counterfactual. Um, like I will just straight up, uh, one thing that I will ban quickly for on Twitch. Uh, so Twitch and the Discord are way different too because the Discord is people who are like paying to be there to have conversations about politics and all this stuff. Uh, but on Twitch, if somebody comes in and it's just like, uh, yeah, I don't believe that the moon is real. I just ban that person because I go, yeah, I don't have time for somebody who doesn't have time for facts. The moon is real. <laughs> right. We're not even talking about the moon landing. Mm. People are like, I don't know if Wyoming exists. And I'm like, okay, um, you know what? There's a lot of channels on Twitch. Go watch literally any other one. I've never been to Wyoming, right. but I'm confident it exists. I don't have time for this today. You don't have because moderators at all? Uh, well, not really. I have some friends. How do you who function? Oh well, my god, I could not. <laughs> so, so the way I do it, Sev, is I have four chats running simultaneously: Twitch, Twitter, Periscope, or sorry, Twitch, what? Periscope, Mixer, and YouTube. And so the way I do it oh is it, it divides god. out the audience. So Wait, all the you chats stream to all those platforms all at the same time. Yeah, because I don't have an exclusivity contract with any of them. But it makes the chat move four times slower on each window. Uh. Yeah, because it's four separate conversations, so I can just continuously skim it while I'm playing. Uh huh. Well, I would go insane. The point is, I, I'm insane listening. Well, but this is part of what <laughs> a history degree is, teaches you. A history degree no matter, teaches you, you know, how to go through a ton of information and skim it and I figure mean, out what's important. I, I and what's think. Not. I, I mean, I think we got we got we got lost in details here a little bit too much. And I mean, the point is, in my opinion, like with a guy like Trump at the moment in the lead, for sure, there's not going to be a a nice progression made with these racial issues that are going on right now. There's not going to be a police reform that is federally pushed. Mm -hmm. There is not even going to be a proper acknowledgement of the whole dealio right now. I haven't sure Trump a few times said it's a bad thing that somebody got killed, you know, but I haven't seen any any statement from him that would be f somehow heartfelt or Something I don't think he's capable. Could, I mean, aside from you this, know, people like need when to you look at the coronavirus stuff, stuff. He was, yeah. right? He was never able to give a heartfelt <laughs> statement about the number of people that died in America either. No. Like he's never, he's not capable of showing any kind of empathy. It's not part of his personality. Um, yeah, but we you have know, to wrap that episode really, up. We've gone so far past yeah. it. I've been trying to look for a moment just to break it off. Yeah. Um, we are an hour and a half in. Okay. Um, there is a premium episode we're going to do too, but we need to we need to wrap it up. Um, is there anything you guys yeah. want to say before we we'll go? We'll talk about empathy, um, police, and gardening after in the premium episode. Oh, yeah, we do have to talk about gardening. That's right. <laughs> That's what I want to talk oh, about. Yeah, gardening. Well, uh, to, to sum it up, I would... Uh, I would love to see to see uh, 
big progress being made there in the United States because, as I said, the, there's a huge cultural influence and every positive step the United States makes has always a fallout all over the world. When, when there's negative racial stuff hap happening in the United States, it also has an impact. It's also a fallout, the negative one then. So if the United States, as the strong nation it is, goes ahead and finally sorts some more stuff out and sets a strong signal now, we will f make the world a better place because it will have a ripple effect on all kinds of other nations that strongly look up to the United States or are connected with them economy economically strongly. So they have to comply. You know, if you want to make money with America, better fall in line then. So, and when the ideals would be, yeah, more positive, it would have a great effect. So I really strongly hope um, that maybe we see another president because uh, under the current one, I don't think this is going in the right direction for the world and for the Americans, I feel. So, yeah, I hope mm -hmm. we see a bit of a change there. And then after the election, there can be maybe reforms that are really broad scale, you know, but as of right, right. now, pff, hard. Joe? Um, you know, I, I'm just, I'm going to try not to get too focused on how many things are happening at the federal level that I have no impact on, and I'm going to keep trying to find ways to affect change with the resources I do have, and, and I hope that others can find ways to do the same, because quite honestly, we're not going to be able to maintain our sanity if we do not see that at least a few of our actions can slightly nudge things to be slightly better in some small way here and there. This is a centuries-old problem uh, of, of brutality and violence against minorities in America, and it's going to take a sustained and constant effort to actually make a massive global impact uh, on it. But we can start trying to find ways to make differences in people's lives around us immediately. And I want to encourage people to do that. Yeah, I agree with that completely. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Cool. And uh, you can join us on the premium podcast uh, episode next. Same guests. You guys ain't got nowhere to be, right? Uh, Joe kind of. does, <laughs> but we'll figure that <laughs> out. Joe does. Okay. okay. Uh, I, I premium time. We're gonna we're gonna record premium. You have to leave in the and, middle of it. Well, what I was gonna say is, if I could get away for a half hour and then come back, I don't know. As long as that's fine with Doc, that's fine with me. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something yeah, out. We'll figure something okay, out. Right, we'll we'll we can do this when we're not recording the thing. I just wanted them to know if Joe was going to be here Some or not. The people that are listening. You know you what I mean? <laughs> All right. Do you want to advertise? How do, they get, how do they pay us money? Oh, yeah. yeah. Patreon.com slash Minecraft. Go there. You'll find all the information. That's enough. Wow. That's like the least we've ever... Oh yeah, well, they 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 can read. I, we just talked about how educated people are. They can go and they can read. That's fine. You think they're okay? Bye everybody. Thanks. Later. Bye. Keep adventuring.